is going on, everybody? It's another episode of Joystick Jockeys, and I am. What am I? What am I this week? What am I this week? I am. I am the princess that's in another castle, DJ Kirkland. Oh man, I'm on the spot again to come. Uh, hey, and this is Ruben. Uh, uh, that red barrel that explodes every time. <laughs> That's me. Ah. That red barrel, it's always exploded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm amazed at how many games, like, I don't know, it's, it's like every game, I guess, that has that in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That has a red barrel or some kind of a barrel that explodes. Yeah, I would love if a game had a red barrel that didn't, did something else completely, just mm-hmm. to kind of punk me, mess me up. Yeah. Uh, DJ, you've, uh, well, man, I feel like we have a lot of stuff to talk about. I've played a lot of games, crazy enough, I've had some time. You've played some games? I've played some games. You've played some uh, some Nintendo Switch. I'm, I might have. I might have. Uh, I might have. Uh, might have switched it up a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, do you want to talk about that first? We get the get the big stuff out of the way. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, um, I was invited to the uh, Nintendo Switch preview event. Oh, um, invited. Oh, okay. I, I know. Apparently, it was very exclusive. Um, but I'm like, I wonder, like, how they determine who got on this list. Because, like, as much as I like to think that I am a person that does things in the game industry or has, like, you know, oh, I've heard of that person before. I'm really not anybody. <laughs> like, You're a tastemaker, DJ. Yeah. An influencer. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've, I mean, I have been called an influencer once or twice in my day recently, <laughs> I guess. So that's a Lame. thing. Um, so, so yeah, I got an invitation to this, and I took my roommate, and it was uh, it was really fun. Um, I didn't know what to expect, really. Um, I figured that it was just going to be like a room, and like here are a couple demo units, but like it was a whole like production. Like it looked like a mini version of what Nintendo Space would look like at an E3 or any other kind of a trade show, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so they had, like, music playing, and they had, like, live demos of, like, all the various Switch titles on this giant big screen that people could get up and participate in, which is super cool. And they basically have ev- had everything there that had been announced at the uh, at the the press event that they did a couple weeks ago when they said the release date and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Oh, my God, my leg is falling asleep. <laughs> Are you, like, sitting in a weird uh, yeah, position? Yeah, I'm DJ? sitting in a really... Ooh, gosh. I'm sitting in a really, really weird <laughs> position, and both my legs are just, like, tingly, like crazy. Um, but, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, I played Zelda. I played... I pretty much played everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I came away, like, more excited about the Nintendo Switch than... I initially was. I mean, I was already pretty excited because I'm a fucking Nintendo fanboy and everybody knows that about me. But, um, yeah, like, I was really super excited about it. I mean, I, I, of course, still have, like, my my trepidations about it. And we talked about that the last show, um, about our concerns about Nintendo Switch. But for the most part, like, actually getting to hold it and play with one and play it in, like, the various different types of setups that you can do it, um, it was really cool. Like, I really, really enjoyed myself. 
Was there anything? Um, so I, I know, like everyone's excited about Zelda, obviously for yep. obvious Zelda reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything you played that really caught you by surprise? That you're like, oh, this is way like this is really good, and I wasn't expecting it. Um, honestly, one two switch really surprised me. Um, mm-hmm. and I tried to be pretty optimistic about stuff, and I thought that one two switch was actually a lot of fun. Um, I know that like a package of minigames is kind of a hard sell in 2017. Uh, but I thought it was really fun. And it, and if anything, it's kind of like a tech demo for like what uh, the Joy-Cons are capable of doing, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Like The HD rumble thing sounds like a bunch of bullshit. It sounds like a bunch of like PR buzzwords to like get people to ooh and ah behind something that doesn't really actually matter. Because you know how people say like HD everything or like, 4K, whatever, and you know, like they they throw around all <laughs> yeah. these like all these yeah, four, 4K controller for sure. <laughs> yeah, 4K controller, whatever. Um, yeah, so like it's actually legit. Like um, one of the games in One Two Switch is um, you have to guess how many marbles there are in the box, and mm. you do that by taking the Joy-Con and like like rotating it in your hand. Like imagine like you had like a little like a little box that had marbles in it and you're trying to see how many were in how many were inside of it and you're just kind of like rotating it around in your hand and what's crazy is that like when you would rotate it you would feel like multiple like marbles like vibrating through the Joy-Con like back and forth it's it was really really cool <laughs> I was like what the fuck like when I was using it mm-hmm. and it was it was, yeah it's surprisingly intuitive it's it feels really natural and it's really, really fun. Like HD Rumble is is lit. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. So I'm imagining I'm trying to I can I can only imagine what HD Rumble will do for games in terms of like immersing the player in an experience down mm-hmm. the line with other titles. Um, but I hope I hope that developers like give it a shot and try to use it for things, but knowing how little features like that, you know, are in like are packed into game consoles and stuff like that. Like how like the PS3 and four like controllers have little speakers in them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't imagine a lot of developers u- utilizing that that tech within the system. But if they do, that'd be really cool. Um, if nothing else, it's like a it's a cheap sex toy that will be repurposed <laughs> into that, right? Because they're Bluetooth, right? That's how they connect to the. Um, is that the connect to the uh, the console? Is it Bluetooth? Uh, I'm maybe. I don't know because I remember like when the when the Wii Mote came out, there was immediately like people making uh like Wii Mote um like apps that you could run on a computer to make the Wii Mote do stuff. Like it, it could be used for live composition for music, mm-hmm. um all sorts of cool stuff. So yeah, it's it's just a matter of time some before someone's like yeah let's Bluetooth it to your computer. If it's Bluetooth, if not, it'll be harder. And yeah. then just they like have sex settings yeah and then and put it in your butt (laughs) how how many how many beads are in this joy con uh geez that'll that'll be i'm just let's like i wonder the over under is on how soon we'll have a uh like a kotaku or polygon story of like someone goes to the hospital and has a joy con stuck up their ass (laughs) it's only a matter of time I just fell on it, Doctor. I just it just happened to be sitting straight up. Uh yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. I'm excited about that because um uh, uh I think I mentioned it last episode maybe. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One controller has sort of um 
not quite HD rumble, but it has more sensitive rumble than like anything else that's currently out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it is when it's utilized, like it is in uh, Forza, it's really, really cool. Cause mm-hmm. in Forza, like you can feel, you can feel your car shifting through gears. You can feel the brakes, like how oh, they, cool. uh, like basically the ABS when your tires are, are catching from yeah. uh, the brakes. It mm-hmm. just feels really cool. So I'm excited for games to utilize um, more interesting feedback. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> was a, uh, so okay, so uh, you probably played like Snipper Clips. Was I there, did, sure? I did. Snipper Clips was so much fun. It seems really cute. It's really really cute. And what was cool is that they had specific game experiences set up in the different kind of gameplay modes and the different ways that you can uh, play Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So with Snipper Clips, um, they had it set up. It was really really cute. Um, the table for Snipper Clips was like uh, graph paper, and it was it was like surfaces graph paper and it kind of mm-hmm. and they kind of was like in the motif of the game which is kind of like graph paper like paper cutouts and stuff like that um it was really cool and they had you do it in tabletop mode so tabletop mode is when you have when you detach both joy cons on each side and you and a friend uses the left and the right joy con as a controller and you have the system like propped up with its little kickstand and you just play the game sharing the same screen and it was like it's re- it was really really cool to kind of like do that and hold the Joy-Con in your hand because at first at first glance looking at them and then when they were saying oh well these are individual controllers you're like oh this doesn't look comfortable to hold at all but the Joy-Cons are surprisingly really really comfortable to hold and really easy to use and um, the whole thing about uh, Snipper Clips is that it's it's couch co-op which I love that. And it's just like a series of puzzles to where you have to cut each other out into various shapes to match, um, to, to suit the needs of whatever the puzzle is. Sometimes it's just matching the shapes and sometimes it's like doing a task. Like in the, in the, le- in the demo that we played, the fifth level was um, popping balloons and we were like discovering like, what to do with this puzzle and how to how to solve it what we actually needed to do so we saw the balloons and we were like what exactly are we supposed to do with these are we supposed to like group them all together or are we supposed to pop them and it ended up being that we had to pop the balloons so we you know cut one person my roommate uh cut me into like my little paper dude into like a sharp a sharp point and mm-hmm. so and the and he went and dragged down the balloons and I then kind of like ran into the balloon with my sharp point to pop them. So it was cool because the level was kind of like multi, oh my God, my leg. Um, <laughs> the level was kind of like multi-tiered. So you kind of had to like platform up to like a different position to kind of get access to another balloon. So it requires a lot a lot of communication and like working together to kind of solve the puzzle. And I love stuff like that. Um, I love, and I always have loved games that had couch co-op. I think it's a great thing to do with friends. I think it's a great bonding thing with your boo if you guys play games together and stuff like that. And, you know, playing it with your kids. Like, I think it's super important that as good as online gaming has become, that couch co-op is something that doesn't go away because that experience, I think, is invaluable to kind of have those kind of local experiences. And I don't think that Snipper Clips has a multiplayer, like, online co-op. I think it's just strictly couch co-op, which I kind of like that. Uh did um was Bomberman good? <laughs> Bomberman was kind of ass, and I was Ugh. really and I know because that was the other game that I that I pre-ordered, and 
I want to give Bomberman the benefit of the doubt that um, the day one patch will probably fix the issue that I had with it. Um, when I was playing it, we were sitting at one of the at one of like the living room TV couch setups that they had, and uh, we were playing with the Pro Controllers, which, by the way, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like at least like a two second like input delay um from you know when you press the button on the on the controller to what actually happens on screen um it just didn't feel good like the controls didn't feel good it felt like the controls felt mushy like mm-hmm. like it felt like yeah it wasn't crisp it wasn't like super precise it felt really really mushy it's and, a really simple game yeah, like if, if you don't if you don't have sharp controls in that game it kind of loses all of its appeal yeah and like bomberman you kind of have to be precise and you have to like you know put the bomb in the right place and press the button at the right time and and all that stuff to really kind of you know have that experience and it just wasn't quite there um i want i want to pray that it's just because like we're a week out from like the day one patch going live and there'd already been reports that um there were some syncing issues with the Joy-Con. And I think it's because of the day one patch isn't live yet because the system doesn't come out until this Friday. And I think that that's part of one of the, one of the day one updates will resolve that issue. And I was going to ask, actually, did you notice that at all? Like, was the extent it's, uh, I think I hear specifically the left Joy-Con um, more than, I don't think the right's happening so much, but the left for sure, uh, when it's not connected to the actual unit itself, if you are using them separate or mm-hmm. even connected to the Joy Grip thing, yeah, um, that it loses, uh, it, supposedly it's not that it's losing sync because the it's still being recognized by mm-hmm. the system as being connected, yeah. but it's like losing, there's like interference happening basically where it's not getting inputs. Um, did you notice that during the event at all? Um, no, I didn't really notice that at all during the event. Um, every experience that I played where we use the Joy-Cons like by themselves, mm-hmm. um, they were they were fine. Um, okay. They were fine for the most part. Um, Bomber, like we use, like I said, with Bomberman, we use the Pro Controller for that, so um, I'm not sure if that's somewhat related to the same issue, but that definitely was a little bit concerning because I love me some Bomberman and I really want that game to be good. And it looks great. It looks really good. Um, it's really, really cute. Um, but I hope that that isn't the issue that that issue isn't like a longstanding issue with the game. Well, if this one sucks, I'll just cross my fingers. They bring that, that horny ass arcade version they just made (laughs) in Japan. (laughs) Bom- yeah, bomber girl, bomber I think. girl, yeah, yes, fucking like bomber just, man. <laughs> you're like, hey, what if we just made uh, all these like cute cartoony bomber boys into some trashy anime bomber girls? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, okay, thank yeah. you. I'm listening. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like you've do got their my attention. clothes blast off when you bomb people? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't need that, but there's a lot of precedent in other Japanese games for it. Yeah. I'm not saying I'd like be upset about it. God, there's so many, so many of those on Vita right now where it's just like, oh, did you get hit? Your clothes blasted off. Mm-hmm. So every Senren Kagura game? Yes. Every, yeah. If Actually, if they just, just make it, fuck it, just make it Senren Kagura and Bomberman. Just smash it together. I mean, that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, like. Get, give me some boys, too. Give me some Barra boys. And just, it, that's all I want. Okay, this is like shifting gears real hard for a second. But uh, I don't know how much you're playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Um, and I know that Fire Emblem has always been horny. But yeah. Heroes is like, did I talk about this last week? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about it because I don't think when we talked our about last it, episode, yeah, um, it wasn't out yet. It was about to come out. So like, this is our first time to talk about 
how fucky Fire Emblem Heroes is as well. <laughs> oh my god! So I want to talk about how fucky it is, but let's okay, let's, let's finish Switch stuff real quick, okay. and then we'll get into how fucky. Also, wait, wait, wait. Okay, off topic again, real quick. Uh, my Twitter feed is getting a bunch of Oscar stuff coming through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Janelle Monae is wearing the most like fucking Final Fantasy gorgeous dress in the world right now, and it's oh, killing god. me. I'll have to check that out in a little bit. My phone is on my bed, and I am in my closet. <laughs> oh, you fucked up. I anyway, know, I uh, <laughs> okay. Up, so, uh, uh, any other like takeaways you had from the Switch event um, as far as things that you're just like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, or, to- this is not great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I came away feeling really confident about the system. Um. I feel like it's going to be a slow start, just like with every game console launch, it's going to be a slow start. Um, but not as slow as the Wii U, um, because we're getting Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in April, and then we're getting Splatoon 2 this summer, um, both of which were great. Um, having Mario Kart 8 portable mm-hmm. was amazing. <laughs> um, it was really cool, because one of the experiences, um, what I love so much about the the the, pre- the preview event was that they had like every kind of like potential scenario that you would like be playing Nintendo Switch in. So like we there was one the the setup that we had that we were playing Mario Kart in is that we were all like four people were sitting at like, sitting at a diner like waiting for food to arrive and we're like all playing Mario Kart like at our booth or whatever mm-hmm. and it was really really cute. Um, yeah, like, and what I love is that it's Mario Kart 8 with all the DLC plus new levels. The Splatoon characters are added into it, and a proper battle mode. Um, we sadly didn't get to play the battle mode in the demo. In uh, the demo, like, it was the demo was like four different maps that you could pick from, and that was pretty much it. But um, it was it was just really cool. I really liked. I just like having the portability of the system, and kind of like seeing it for yourself. And how like nice and crisp that screen is, I'm like this is this is real nice. I really like this a lot. Um, yeah, that's, that's one that I'm most excited about as far as playing with other people. Just because mm-hmm. I mean, I can like I can always play Mario Kart. It's it's even the Wii U Mario Kart Eight still gets um, a lot of play in my yeah. house all the time. Yeah. So the idea yeah. of like either being in a hotel on the road mm-hmm. or on a flight, and then yeah. just being able to like either pop out one Switch and play with the Joy-Cons or mm-hmm. have both of our Switches, like me and my girlfriend have our Switches out, yeah. um, and play sounds. Like, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really happy. Uh, that sounds really awesome. It's, it's It was really, really cool. And, like, you know as well as I do, and the people that are listening to this that have seen, like, press videos for game hardware, and it's always really flashy, and it's always, like, everything works seamlessly, and it's perfect, and... You know, it's always super perfect and flashy, but then when it gets to the consumer, not so much. Um, and not to say that the Nintendo Switch won't have its own issues once it's in the wild and, and, is, and is accessible by the general populace. But when, when I sat down to play Zelda, um, they made it a point to, uh, to tell us that, like, you can play it in, uh, in TV mode or you can play it in handheld mode. So, like, whatever you want to do, it's totally fine. And, and I was like, let me... Let me see this for myself, playing it in handheld mode and then going into TV mode. So, like, I started playing Zelda uh, in handheld mode, and it was, again, it was great. And then I'm like, let me put this bad boy in the dock. So I just stuck it in the dock, and in, like, less than, like, two seconds, it was on my TV again. And Mm -hmm. I was going and playing Zelda. And that was, for me, that was kind of, like, that was my whole thing. It's like, I want to see how seamless going from handheld to TV mode is. 
and it's it's super easy it's quick um yeah it's like there's not like a bunch of extra steps in the way of like going from one mode to the other um all it does is just ask you to confirm what controller you're using when you uh mm-hmm. when you dock it that's it which makes sense yeah. um yeah the, the one thing i have heard is that uh with zelda specifically um so I, if, if anyone who's used a, a Vita, I've heard a lot of people compare using the Switch itself to kind of feeling like a Vita in yeah, some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree with that. Which uh, the Vita's comfortable for like a little, like maybe a couple hours at mm-hmm. most. Yeah. Um, and, but I would say like after an hour or two, I definitely like start to get a little bit of fatigue in my hands just because mm-hmm. it's not super easy to grip. Right. Um, and so I have heard from uh, a lot of different outlets. Uh, that basically if you're going to play like Zelda a lot or like any game that's going to be like long marathon sessions like that, mm-hmm. that the pro controller is like super recommended. Um, also mm-hmm. cause the, the sticks on the switch are pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they need to be, it's, it's, it's something they expect you to throw in a bag. Yep. Um, so the sticks are quite a bit higher. Like basically all the buttons are kind of placed a little bit more comfortably. Yep. There's more yep. range of motion on the analog sticks are so a little bit easier to use. Yep. Um, and like anyone who's again, played the Vita knows that the analog stick on the Vita it works, but it, it does feel like you don't have quite as much uh, fine tuning control. Mm-hmm. I agree uh, with that because there's just just not the range of motion. Yeah, um, which is fine. Like that's cool because if I'm gonna, I'm probably not gonna play. Well, battery life, I can't play Zelda for more than like a couple hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I am a little bit miffed that it means I'll have to spend like seventy or eighty bucks, however much it is, on the Pro controller. But yeah. it was gonna happen anyway, probably. So mm-hmm. yeah, and like I. Um, at least for the interim, because I haven't pre-ordered a pro controller yet, um, using the um, the the little like switch dock controller thing that unit that comes in the box with it, is, yeah, the, is grip. A per- the grip, the, yeah, the Joy-Con grip is a perfectly fine alternative, and because it's comfortable too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just really surprised at the sheer comfort of all of the controller in all of its different uh, formations that you can put it in. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was. I came away feeling really confident about about the product, about the hardware. I feel like that their their consumer messaging is a lot more clear and mm-hmm. concise to what the Switch is, what it can do, what it's about, way more so than the Wii U. And I've been saying this to everyone that I've talked to, that the Wii U was a necessary step to get to Switch because this is the gamepad fully realized. So. Yeah, the more the more that I see about the Switch, the more it, it, it almost seems obvious that the Wii U was sort of a stopgap, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily the shit on the Wii U, not but it, it, it is more obvious that I think it was um, it was almost a like a half a half step a half between step. them, and totally. that's why I think the Wii U didn't really, you know, they didn't really get behind it as you know hard as they probably could have, mm-hmm. um, and didn't quite do as well as it could have. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And uh, oh, a couple more things just, uh, before we wrap mm-hmm. up and move on. Um, I really Splatoon Two was fantastic. Playing Splatoon with a pro controller is all I wanted out of the first game, mm-hmm. and playing and that's what I got to play it with at uh, at the event, and it was fantastic. I hope I can give a fuck about that game this time because yeah. I just yeah I really thought I would like it the first like I bought it and I played it for quite a bit and mm-hmm. then I was just like I I don't care yeah um. It might be it might be one of those games where I have to play it with friends. Yeah. Um, otherwise, because I, I didn't play, I played matches with friends on occasion, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hmm. let, let's see what else. What else? What else? Um, oh yeah, um, Arms is out of this world. It is so good. Yeah. Like, 
ARMS is fan-fucking-tastic. It was really, really fun. The controls feel really good. The motion controls feel really good on it. Um, I know that for me personally, um, that I will have more fun with ARMS playing it with, like, a Pro Controller or the Joy-Con grip. Because you can. Um, it's been confirmed that you can play with a standard controller. There's, no, there's nothing mechanically in the game that requires you... That, like, motion controls are the only options to play that game. But, um, yeah, like... Playing it as the playing it in that experience that they've showed in like all like the press videos and stuff like that for arms is really really good. It's really really fun. My roommate kicked my ass in it because I've always been bad at games with motion controls. I've always been bad at them, mm-hmm. um, except for Dance Central. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like it's it is so much fun. It looks incredible. It looks to me like again, it's it's the whole conversation about art direction. And stylized visuals over like hyper realism and all that stuff. Like, Arms is a game that could easily have been like on a PS4 or an Xbox One. Like in terms of like visuals, like I don't see how like when I look at at a game like Arms and then I look at a game like Overwatch and I'm like, both of these have really, in, both of these games have really awesome, unique art styles that really stand out. And you know it's. You can have all the graphics power in the world, but, like, as long as... If the art's good, like, it'll kind of stand the test of time. And ARMS just, like, is everything that I like. The character designs are so good. Do you I think, want um, to draw them so bad. Do you think that ARMS... Which is... I'm glad to hear that you don't have to motion control it, because mm-hmm. it, I feel like that'll be, like, a fun novelty. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for your friends who haven't played Switch before. Mm-hmm. And then it'll quickly become, like, super annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh, with ARMS and with 1-2-Switch, what do you think the staying power is on those? Because I feel like 1-2-Switch, that sort of game seems like something where it would be fun for a little bit, and then it's like, you don't, don't really touch it again. And sort of the same with ARMS. 1-2-Switch um, is definitely um, a party game. It's definitely like a party game. It's like if you're playing a Jackbox uh, collection or whatever, I think it's kind of on that same kind of wavelength. Um, again, I think that 1-2-Switch is kind of like a tech demo for what the Joy-Cons are capable of. And that's and that's okay. Um, but I think that ARMS it will actually kind of have its own... <laughs> ARMS will have its own legs to, oh to oh kind of like go off and... Oh, I'm going to stop the podcast <laughs> right here. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. So it's like it's it's basically like the opposite of Rayman. There's like <laughs> See, I can I can stack on your shitty joke with another shitty joke. I'm imagining you uh, hyperventilating into a pile of clean clothes in your laundry. In your I, I am, right I am. I'm like in between like an, uh, in between a jacket and like a shirt that I've just like washed last week. Um <laughs> Uh yeah, like arms is really really good. I think that it's it's a God, legit fuck fight. you. That fucking joke. Sorry, go ahead. You're good. You're good. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, arms is great. Arms is gonna you gotta want to keep playing arms. I got it. Cool. Let's move on to how. Let's move on to how fucky. <laughs> how fucky Fire Emblem Heroes is. Uh, um, oh my god. Uh, yeah. So it, I was like super hardcore playing Fire Emblem Heroes for a week, and I haven't touched it like since. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh that game's really good. I do think that um, the stamina ask is kind of high, especially mm-hmm. late game. 
like yeah. everything costs so much and if you guys haven't played it um much like most free-to-play games you can only do the gameplay stuff uh, if you have stamina or you know, every game has different currency for that really mm-hmm. um but only every as long as you have stamina and like every story battle takes stamina training battles take stamina um so it's really i think it's probably the best realization of a nintendo game mm-hmm. on a mobile uh system mm-hmm. uh, like on a phone Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wish they had just had me pay ten bucks for that game, though. Yeah, and then just given me, um, even if it was still like a Gachapon style game, mm-hmm. uh, like like it currently is, mm-hmm. um, if they had just made it so that you more easily uh, unlock characters or or um, just something that's like faster, I don't know. Uh, but the gameplay is really good. It plays like Fire Emblem, like yeah. a simplified Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is kind of non-existent, but that's fine. Um, it's fully not fully, but there's there's voice acting for every character. There's yeah. a couple lines at least, which mm-hmm. is nuts because there's a couple hundred characters. There's I want to say fu- there's a bunch of fucking characters in that game. Um, I think what I do miss though is that it's not there's no like sort of romance or dating some elements to it, which sucks mm-hmm. because it's mad horny. That game's so horny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's there's like. There's a sprite for every character. There's like a chibi sprite, which is what you see in battle. Mm-hmm. And then there's a character screen sprite, um, which are all like gorgeous and like really well done. And when someone hits goes below a certain HP percentage, uh, they're like in their battle damage costume. And for mm-hmm. most people, that's like lots of missing, not like lots of missing clothes, mm-hmm. but like just enough to like suddenly turn the fucky up on the game a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I was just like, damn, this is like... A lot of, especially like, do uh, you have enough characters? And I'm blanking on her name. Uh, she was in Awakening, not Awakening. She was in Birthright, uh, she, the titty monster. Oh, in Birthright. Oh, Camilla, who was the best Camilla, character? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Camilla. It's like step on me, Camilla. Um, <laughs> yeah, just like it, when she's in battle damage, it's just like God. This this is already a fucky like character model. Yeah. Now it's like yeah. <laughs> way yeah. more. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really have much more else to say, I guess, besides that game's real horny. That's about it. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. And then um, I got one of, like, the daddies that uh-huh. are in the game. And I'm like, there needs to be more, like, daddy. Like, I want da- a- I want daddy emblem. There's a lot of big boys in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of, like, older boys, too. And mm-hmm. what I do love about that is, like, the battle damage is across the board. So yeah. it, you're, both your boys and girls... Uh, under under duress, get get hornier. Um, yeah, they do. Which like when I say it out loud, sounds really problematic. <laughs> it's like, oh no, you're about to die, but you just got mad horny. Um, <laughs> that just just seems weird. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, Nintendo bringing problematic games to your iOS uh, and Android. <laughs> uh, but that's like really, really all I had say about it it's fun. it's free go play it until you're then to go play it and don't spend money on it that's what i'd say yeah fire, like, <laughs> fire emblem heroes the fuck the fuckiest fire emblem game you'll ever play yeah play it play it until you get all the fucky out of it and then then you're good <laughs> oh my god that's, uh that's so fucky <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i've been playing besides uh fucky emblem um Let's see. Uh, okay, so I, I played through Resident Evil Seven, all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that game is very good, like very, very, very good. I'm um, so happy to hear that one of Capcom's 
best IPs is good again because Resident Evil uh, five and six weren't great from what I've I, from what I've heard. I enjoyed five, but it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Like uh, so, four was great, but definitely uh, you know moved away from it being a slow paced horror game to an action game. But I mm-hmm. think it did a really good job of balancing the two. Okay, um, and five was a lot of the same sort mm-hmm. of. I don't think five's nearly as good as four. Um, yeah. But if you enjoyed playing 4, I think 5 has a lot of the same mechanics and okay. systems um, that you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, like, problematic in a lot of ways because it takes place... Um, it takes... I don't know if it's in Africa or if it's just... Almost all of the the zombie-style characters in it are black. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. weird to be playing it. I think you're playing as Chris Redfield in it. Yeah. Um, who has, like, cantaloupe-sized biceps. Uh and it is like weird to be like I'm just killing a lot of black people. It just is very. It just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, you have sort of a partner for a lot of the game, and it, it mm-hmm. works pretty well actually. As far as having a, a second, it's like a AI controlled co op basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, five five is really good. And then you get to like stuff in the end where you literally like punch boulders a bunch. Like that's there's a fight near the end where like you have to like quick time events where you're punching a boulder that's like I don't know probably weighs fifteen twenty tons and it's much much larger than you and you punch it away yeah um, and that's when I'm like okay okay Resident Evil um, Seven's really really good Seven obviously I think takes a couple cues from um, PT and uh, Walking Sims like Gone Home mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's genuinely scary. And an unsettling and uneasy. Um, the story is pretty interesting, and um, you feel really powerless for a good chunk of the game. I think the last quarter of the game is still fun, but kind of loses the magic of the first half of the game. Her first half or three fourths. Okay. Because um, early on in the game, uh, you basically, without spoiling too much of it, mm-hmm. um, you're wife who's been missing for like three years and presumed dead you get like a videotape from her mm-hmm. and um telling you to to come to this place that she's alive and so you go mm-hmm. and it turns out it's this um house with this sort of texas chain com- uh, texas chainsaw massacre style family mm-hmm. um like very kind of, kind of back country style mm-hmm. um and you kind of end up being a prisoner in their house yeah and most of the beginning of that game is you not really having any weapons and any abilities to do anything and trying to solve very Resident Evil style puzzles um, without having to deal with the family. So like the first area, um, the father is around and I don't know yeah. if it's it's scripted or if it's AI. It seems to me like it's an AI, uh-huh. but he just sort of um, walks around the house in the area of the house that you're in mm-hmm. and he can just sort of be anywhere. So I was like constantly crouched, sneaking everywhere, getting paranoid about hearing footsteps and then realizing that they're my footsteps. Yeah. Um, and it's very like engrossing. I haven't been so tense in a video game in, in years, mm-hmm. um, which is great. That tension's because I, I didn't know if I run into him, I can't kill him. Um, I can maybe stun him to get yeah. away more easily, but I'm going to have to run until I can break line of sight. And not only break line of sight, but also hide well enough that he'll give up looking for me in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, really good. Um, my only issue with the game is I think you end up coming across some boss fights that are a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
and they're fun still, but they're definitely a little bit more ridiculous, a little bit more, you know, you have to fight. Yeah. And um, and by the time you get to the end of the game, they've basically powered you up enough with weapons and everything else that mm-hmm. it, it stops being tense. Um, okay, yeah. Like, the, the last boss fight, the last couple boss fights in the game are fun in a Resident Evil 4 sort of way, but they're ultimately, like, super stupid. Um, and again, like, the game becomes very ridiculous versus um, early on it feels like something very new and very scary and uh and very interesting um i loved the whole thing i just think that it sort of loses what made it so interesting early on and it starts Mm -hmm. to feel more like a normal resident evil game sort of um it surprisingly though it feels like resident evil 2 like okay that's cool like uh so resident evil the old resident evils used pre-rendered backgrounds and set camera angles to fuck with your Mm -hmm. ability to kind of see what's coming around corners like to set up ways to scare you or to make you feel uneasy because you can't see much um Mm -hmm. whereas like four five six i didn't play six because i heard it was a trash fire like yeah like just not even really playable um but they're all third person and you can control your camera completely um so Mm -hmm. you can tell if something's coming up behind you to some degree like there's less tension um, yeah. putting the game in first person surprisingly makes it feel much more like old Resident Evil because you have that same stress now where it's like um, there were times where I'd be hiding and I would know that the, I would know that like the dad and the family is nearby yeah. but I wouldn't know exactly where and I wouldn't know if it was safe for me to like come out of hiding yet to try to get across into this like other room in the house mm-hmm. and the only way I could do it is like by peeking out um, you know, there is no like me rotating the camera around to get an angle where I can kind of see. Um, it's all based on like what I would actually have to do if I was in that situation, um, and that was really really cool. Uh, the fact that you only have your first person perspective makes you feel super uneasy all the time because you just never know if something's going to be behind you or in your periphery, um, and it's really really good. That's awesome. So the whole game is in first person, right? So there's no third person aspect to the game at all. No, the entire thing's in first person. Um, Okay, that's cool. And they do a really cool thing where, like, um, there's parts of the game where you don't play as the main character. I think Mm -hmm. his name's Ethan. Um, You'll get uh, VHS tapes on occasion, and then there'll be VCRs that you can put them in. And when you do that, um, it basically... You watch... Uh, instead of just watching what the VCR is or what yeah. the, what's on the tape, you take control of the character in the tape. Oh, shit. So you're getting information um, about things that have happened that usually inform stuff that you'll have to do later um, or things that may like help you solve puzzles, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're getting to play through them, uh, and it's really, really... It's just a really cool narrative device. It works really well. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm such a little bitch, like, when it comes to, like, survival horror games, so I can't play them because I get really scared. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I have a fond admiration for Resident Evil games. I'm just a little bitch, and <laughs> I I can't play them because I get too scared. Because I have yeah, such, a, I have like such like an overactive imagination. So mm-hmm. it's like I'll be playing Resident Evil, and I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna like jump through my window and like stab me in the throat in the middle of the night. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I think in the first couple hours, it got a couple jumps out of me. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, oh god, I, I don't scare. Like scary movies don't really affect me a whole lot. Um, 
so it got a couple jumps out of me and it, mm-hmm. it, what i loved so much about it is i felt uneasy and tense which yeah. most things don't like have that effect on me mm-hmm. um and like I, yeah sometimes if i play something a lot you know i'll li- i won't be scared while i'm playing it but later if like i'm in the house and i'm the one awake or like no one's home and like i'll find myself like kind of walking faster between rooms if i've turned on turning off lights and stuff yeah because like my brain knows logically that nothing's gonna happen but i'm just like oh god but i'm just i just played a game that's all in a large house where there's like people around the corners that are trying to kill you and it's it's terrifying um yeah that game is very very good uh the ending of it's very interesting um Mm -hmm. there's gonna be some dlc coming out there already is some dlc that i haven't played yet but there's gonna be some dlc coming out that specifically i think is gonna deal with the ending more um and if you're like a resident evil fan um the ending's like really perplexing because uh, you it, it is a Resident Evil game it is in the universe of Resident Evil mm-hmm. there are little easter eggs and like kind of throwbacks to Resident Evil stuff but nothing in the game you don't have to know anything about Resident Evil to play it um, that's like cool plot wise plot wise it has nothing to do with it you mm-hmm. can assume that what's going on in the house is linked to Umbrella in a way yeah um, but then the end happens and a character you meet a character who's a, a known resident evil character mm-hmm. um like a really known one, like a major one yeah um and they rescue like they come to get you basically mm-hmm. and then you notice the like what group they're with and it's not what you think like it's just really weird i don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't played yeah, it yet yeah, yeah but it's just like a moment where you're like oh cool okay this character's here and then you're like but wait that's that's that group and their logo's different but it's that name and it's this thing and it's just like it's it's all very confusing i'm very curious where they're going with it <laughs> so do you think potentially this might be kind of like a uh, a retcon for resident evil or something like that or so yeah i wonder if it's like an alternate universe like a resident evil fanfic au thing or like yeah. um or if it's still in the same universe as resident evil but mm-hmm. something's something drastic has changed mm-hmm. um or if it is a retcon in some ways uh, it does make me assume that resident evil 8 whatever form that takes is going to be um in the same universe established in 7 okay uh, probably different characters i'd imagine yeah because uh, i don't know why they would continue to explore this character in this game mm-hmm. um but uh, the events of this game, I'm, I'm sure, will be in some way like connected to or important to the next one. Um, but it's really, really good. It's really, really fantastic if you like um, survival horror stuff. It made me want a Silent Hill game done in the same manner or as well, yeah. really, really badly. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because Silent Hill, I actually, uh, I think, I prefer as far as horror films uh, or horror games. Horror games go. go? Yeah, I just think the the aesthetic of Silent Hill is always so much more um, like psychologically fucked up yeah. and scary to yeah. me. Uh, whereas Resident Evil was always sort of goofy, uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, whereas Resident Evil was like legit messed up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. Um, so beat that, and I'm almost. I think I'm really unless it's like very long, but I don't think it is. I think I'm almost done with Doom, which I know came out forever ago. Ooh, but yeah. yeah, that game is so good. Like I've heard good things about it. I've heard really good things about Doom. That's got to be the most fun I've had playing a game in a long time. That's good. Like, and it's accessible. Like, I know that you're not a big first-person shooter person. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, I think that, and it's weird because it's, 
it's set up like an old school PC, like hardcore first person shooter game. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's so fast and it's so fun and it's so pretty. Um, and it's not it's not overly difficult, I would say. Like it's mm-hmm. not easy. Yeah. Um, but it's also I don't think you have to be like amazingly accurate as a FPS player to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's kind of forgiving as far as aim goes, but it's just like, man, it's so it's fast. Like it feels like old doom where you just kind of skate around. Yeah. Um, there's almost no like feeling of, it almost feels like if you go into like a camera mode in your video game mm-hmm. and you're just like cruising around, it just feels like that's how fast you are. Um, that's cool. But it's great. The The soundtrack is like ridiculous, like heavy metal synth stuff. Yeah. Um, you're like you're 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 playing uh the plot is basically that they fracked mars too much and opened the gates of hell that's like pretty much what the actual plot is <laughs> um so like some of it's on mars some of it's in hell and it's just it, it's just so over the top and ridiculous mm-hmm. um i actually think you would potentially like it even though i know it's not your type of game yeah uh, um i'm i'm trying to um go on a journey if you will, of oh. expanding my horizons, zero mm-hmm. dawn of uh... fuck <laughs> TJ. <laughs> we we've barely been back for two episodes. <laughs> And you're just you're just gonna alienate everyone. <laughs> I've ruined podcasts for everyone, for everyone in the future. Um, Fuck. But uh, yeah, like I'm trying to play like different games because like that was kind of how like Overwatch was for me. Like I don't play shooters, but I was like drawn in by the incredible art direction and diva. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, like I actually really like this game, and I'm really enjoying it. And I don't ever play shooters, and it's one of the games that I play almost every day. So um, I'm trying to be a lot more uh, uh, open, o- minded about the, the types of games that I'm playing, and I found myself being surprised by by doing that. So um, one of my friends, uh, his name's Nate. Um, Nate Ming is an awesome guy. And he has been like, like hounding me to play uh, Titanfall 2's campaign mm-hmm. because a lot of people have said that it's a fantastic single player campaign. And I'm like, and I'm like, no, no shade to like to Nate or anything. Like, he, I'm like, oh, but you're like a straight dude and you like shit like this. And <laughs> but like, he has like really good taste in games and all that shit. So I'm like. All right, if he says that's really good, and then a bunch of our mutual friends are like, no, you should definitely play it. I'm like, okay, fine. So he got me that for my birthday, which was very sweet of him. Thank you again, Nate, for getting me that for, as a birthday gift. And he got me Yakuza 0, too, which is awesome. And I'm excited oh, to yes. play that, too. Um, so I, uh, yeah, like, I'm just more open-minded to try, like, different games that I conventionally don't play. So, like, I'm trying to give some of, some of the, like, triple A shooter game situations a shot like i don't foresee myself ever playing call of duty but i'm gonna play titanfall because like there are, at least there are like giant robots in in titanfall and and all that stuff and i like a robot so i'll i'll uh, i'll consider it um i've heard nothing i heard that doom was really good so i am more than open to trying it here's here's how i'll sell you on doom 
Okay. Um, and it's interesting because I don't think I saw when it was being reviewed and talked about. I don't know if I saw anyone talk about it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Metroid game I've been wanting. Ooh, like it okay. is. Um, and like you know, I I think like ideally, um, a Metroid game would focus more on exploration, but um, yeah. every level is massive okay. and also uh, has incredible verticality as yeah. far as um, like the the map system and it's great. You have a really nice three D map. Mm-hmm. And the first level or two, um, I liked it, but it wasn't really clicking with me, and I couldn't tell why. And then I realized uh, it's very much about collecting, like, finding all of the secrets in each level, because mm-hmm. uh, those are going to give you more power-ups. Yeah. Um, and, like, finding secret areas. And part of that is the map shows you where all those things are. Okay. Um, and then usually at some point, and your map is, like, sort of fog of war style where you don't see um, a lot of it until you're in the area and discover it. Um, but at some point in every level, there's usually a um, like a map uh, like thing where you, you download the map and then you can see all of it, which is, again, like a very Metroid thing. Um, mm-hmm. Once I realized that that game, I think, is best played with you popping in and out of your map like a lot, mm-hmm. like a Metroid game almost, where uh, like when, you, when I played Prime, you'd go into your room and then you would kind of check the room out and explore and then you'd pop in your map and like look for things that look like they might lead off to secrets or mm-hmm. like wonder how to get to this thing mm-hmm. and then you're in and out of your map a lot because um, you're trying to figure out like how I get in this secret room or whatever, whatever else yeah. that is a lot of doom oh cool um, okay which really really surprised me because it's it's so incredibly fast and it's so like intensely shooting things mm-hmm. um, but like the fighting is definitely in areas um, it's not like there's always things to shoot and kill um demons spawn in certain areas and when you when you clear the area they're gone um so it has a really nice um tempo of like blowing things up and like and ripping them apart it has it has a really nice system of uh when you do enough damage to a thing it staggers and it starts glowing blue and if you get close to it um if you when you get in range of it uh, it'll glow orange during that stagger and stagger Mm -hmm. isn't um indefinite Uh, you people only are demons only stagger for so long yeah and more powerful demons stagger uh for a short amount of time and when you when you're in range uh, and they turn orange you uh if you do the melee button you do what's called a glory kill um and glory kills usually like depending on where you attack them if it's from like uh above or behind or in front or like one of their legs it's some form of like super graphic like dismemberment oh wow or, or like ripping them apart yeah um but the reason to do that is um, it makes them shoot out health or um, ammo and later in the game armor. So you end up sort of getting in this, uh, you're encouraged to be uh, to be constantly moving so you're not getting hit, uh, to get up and things, like get really up close and personal with enemies. Yeah. Um, which is why I've used the shotgun for most of the game. Yeah. And then just also rip things apart as fast as possible. Um, <laughs> so combat's like really fun and really visceral and really great. Yeah. Um, and then when it's over, like you have nice stretches of just sort of exploring the landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also it's beautiful. It's one of the prettiest games I've played on nice. the console. Like it's just really pretty. Um, but yeah, it, it really just makes me want a Metroid game yeah. that is. It is. I would say that probably not as as uh, concentrated on being a fast, shooty, kill-everything game, yep. but that uses a lot of the same ideas. Um, I mean, if Nintendo made basically Doom with the Metroid skin, I wouldn't be upset, because it's really, really fucking good. Nice. Um, but it's not... It would, it, would, it would feel like not a Metroid game. 
um, yeah, it's great. So cool. That's awesome. I I would have never have thought to have ever picked up Doom at all, but you have definitely uh, piqued my interest in it for sure at this point. Yeah, I mean, you might not like it, but it's yeah. it's so commonly on sale for like twenty bucks now. Okay. Um, or I, I mean, if nothing else, it uh, I don't know if it's still going to be in a red box or anything because it's old. But if it's yeah. in a red box, like red box it for a couple days. Okay. It is very very good. Yeah, I'll definitely have to try it. I uh, yeah, I want to just you know be be open minded to other things besides all the anime bullshit and fighting games that I play. So instead uh, of just fighting games Nintendo and fucky JRPGs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to you know be a little bit more open to uh, different things. Speaking of fucky JRPGs, um, I've been playing um, Tales of Berseria. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew what you were going to say. And it's really, it's really, 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 really good. That's what um, I heard, yeah. Uh, I think it's probably the best Tales game um, in a while. Um, and the last one, uh, Tales of Zestiria, was really good. And both Zestiria and Berseria are connected. Um, I won't go into details of how they're connected, but uh, yeah, like it's really cool having played the having played the last Tales game, which at that point I thought that was the best one so far. Um, but after after playing it and beating it, and then playing Berseria, a lot of the problems that I had with uh, Zestiria mechanically is resolved in uh, in Berseria um, because in in Zestiria they this was the first Tales game that they did combat like in the like wherever you encountered an enemy was where you did combat and in all the previous tales games it would like take you to like a battle screen that was like essentially like a generic version of of like an area in that map that you were currently in mm-hmm. but uh the the issue was but since the combat was like was quote unquote real time and happened like on screen at that moment um it had a lot of issues with the camera and so there are lots of like dungeons and shit in these tales games. So um, basically, the camera would get really, really shitty in places because like you're in this like narrow corridor trying to fight enemies. Um, so they they kind of fixed that in Berseria to where you're still doing battles in the exact same spot that you're in, but it's like a battle arena situation to where it's like here's a ring of which you can fight, and so the camera pans out so that you can actually see everything. Um, I've only ever had, like, one or two issues with the camera in the game, but, like, overall, not nearly as much as I had with Zysteria. Um, Berseria does a really good job of, um, of, uh, tight- it did a really good job of tightening everything up that Zyst- that Zysteria kind of fumbled over, and, uh, it's been really, really fun. Uh, this is also the first Tales game that has a female protagonist as, like, the main character. So, Tales of Exilia had um, a female lead, but there was also a male lead, too. So, this it was, like, you could pick, like, oh, do you want to play through the boy's path or the girl's path? But the paths were pretty much 
like parallel to each other because they were both in the same party. So um, this is the first one where it's like, this is the main character. It's it's her. Her name is Velvet. She's awesome. She's a really cool character. I really like her a lot. She's voiced by uh, Christina V, who's one of my favorite voice actresses, who's also the voice of Sailor Mars in the new dub for Sailor Moon. And she's also the voice of Marinette in The Miraculous Ladybug. Um, I just Googled uh, uh, Tales of Bazeria Velvet. Yeah. And dog, this is a fucky costume. <laughs> oh yeah, so Velvet's outfit is super fucky, and it's so fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> I love how like, shitty it is. That's so bad. Yeah, her outfit is so shitty. Um, it's like, it's like she's and all of the and her clothes were like were like battered enemy. Like she like kills she like she like uh, kills a guy in the first in like the first cutscene of the game, and she then like puts on all of his clothes because like. It's all battle scarred and bullshit. So she's just like goodwill on these motherfuckers. Yeah, she fucking went goodwill. Was like, let me put on these straps. Let me put on this top that that shows my titties. Let me lace this up my stomach. So I just that like it, the idea like, that she has like four belts on her thigh. Just like, well, it'd be a shame not to use it. So. I know. I'm not gonna. I don't want to let these belts go to waste. So let me just put them on my leg. <laughs> yeah, in case um, my waist belt breaks, I have three extras on my thigh. Exactly. Exactly. But um, <laughs> she's super cool. Like, I like her a lot as a character. Um the the motivations of the characters are, are actually really solid like because we all know that like a lot of jrpgs like narratively kind of like stumble over themselves a lot in, in a lot of places but i feel like the narrative so far in, in tales of Berseria is kind of tight there's some things that are a little bit like well okay like this you kind of obviously set this up for this to happen but that's that that's just something you're going to experience if you play games enough and then you kind of think critically about games like you're going to notice like narrative patterns and things and and all that stuff. Uh, you're gonna see like tropey things and all that stuff. But um, it's been really fun. I'm about thirty hours, close to thirty hours into it, and uh, it's it's really fun. The combat's kind of like easy, mm-hmm. um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, basically, what you can do, um, all the face buttons when you go into battle are are battle buttons because it's like an action RPG. So you just kind of mash buttons and and do different combos and stuff. But um, you basically have four moves set to each button. So if you press like triangle four times, it can be one combo. You press circle one time, it's a combo. Press X, it's a combo. And then you can kind of mix those up together to like do different combinations of attacks and stuff. And uh, it's really fun. But it feels really simple in comparison to previous Tales games, like Zysteria, for instance, to where the combat you were... Um, you had the face buttons that did different attacks, but like you ha- you pressed up, down, left, or right on the joystick to all to do different to do different attacks as well. And then you if you held L one, like you would get another whole myriad of attacks that you could do. So like it was kind of like overly complicated. Um, and so I think they simplified it a little too much, where it literally is just button mashing. Mm-hmm. But um, it's important to in the game in terms of like navigating enemy weaknesses because like all the different skills and stuff that you do that you map to your buttons have different elemental properties and like the moves are all really cool um and you um want to use you want to like hit the enemy with the move that's their weakness so that you get more stamina so that you can do longer combo strings so i like it because it feels kind of like a fighting game to me mm-hmm. so it's it's really really fun i like it a lot and you can play as any of the characters in your cast um, and in typical Tales fashion, it's also multiplayer. So mm-hmm. you can, you and a friend or you and multiple friends can team up together and take control of one of the characters and go to town and play the game together. And That's apparently, 
local, mm-hmm. right? Or no? It's only local. It's only local multiplayer. Okay. Um, and the only thing that sucks about that is with the Tales game on the PS4, um, and you know how like the share function is kind of like a big part of the PS4 now. Mm-hmm. And when you like get um, when you get a trophy, it takes a screenshot. In the Tales games, the share button is basically deactivated, and mm-hmm. you can't like take screenshots or anything. So whenever you get a trophy, it's funny you get the notification that you got a trophy. It's like, hooray, you got a trophy! Can't take a screenshot here. Like. Every- <laughs> Every time. And I was stuck in a dungeon, and I was talking to um, our friend AJ um, on Twitter about the dungeon, because he's playing, he's, he played through it too, and he's already beaten it. And I was stuck in this dungeon, and we tried to do a share play so he could see my screen, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do in this dungeon, and we couldn't do it because the share features are disabled in that game, so... They're probably too too worried that all the fucky will get out. I know, they don't want everybody to know how fucky it is. It's like, oh, we can't unleash the horny on everyone. It's I know, too like, much. It's, too, it's too fucky. We can't unleash this to it's everyone. Part of, it's part of, like, the uh, end-user license agreement when you start the game. It's just, like, you must agree to deal with all this fucky <laughs> to be okay with it. <laughs> By playing this game, you're agreeing to handle all the fucky of this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, does every Tales game sound like a wine cooler? Yes. Because, <laughs> like, Bazaria, Zillia, uh... Yes, so Tales of Bazaria, Zisteria, Vesperia, uh, Eternia, Zelia... Jesus Christ. Tales of Graces, Tales of whatever, uh... Yeah, it's always, like, something Ia. Yeah, like, something you got drunk off at your parents' house when you were, like, 16, because like, you I'm... didn't... <laughs> You're like, wine? It says wine on it. It's, it's, like, it's like, oh my god, Like I went to a party yesterday, and I just drank so much Listeria, I was so <laughs> turned. I just I was... had all this Bazeria and got totally messed up. Just, buzz, <laughs> just buzzed on it. They do sound like wine coolers. Yeah, they sound like they sound like wine coolers slash like alcohol that that alcohol that looks like nail polish. That's what they all sound like. <laughs> like they're all like flavors of uh, Smirnoff Ice. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> like I expect to see like Nicki Minaj hawking Zillia. It's like get turn have a turn night on some Zillia. Oh um, my god. Huh. Yeah, I want to oh, play God. those games. I just don't know. They're good. Fuck, I'm going to have time for a game that's that long. That long and that fucky. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I always have time for fucky games. Let's be real. <laughs> like, that is, if anything, I'm, I'm upset that there's not enough fucky games. Like, that's why, like, I'll spend time on the new Pokemon, because that Pokemon's hornier than any Pokemon I've ever played before. <laughs> it is, yeah, Pokemon Sun and Moon is pretty horny. Dude, every, every single trainer that's of, like, of age is just like, they're like, hey, uh... So we know that you probably were like are thirty now because you've been playing this game since it came out. Yeah. So like, let's I don't know, make it real horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you grew up, we grew up. Let's get real. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true though. I love that. Yeah, like that fucky swimmer dude. Yes. Poke- yeah. The swimmer and the the swimmer boy and girl, all the swimmers. Mm-hmm. She's like taking like hiding her Pokemon, her Pokeballs like in her cleavage. I'm like, girl. Mm-hmm. What the- so what you Why doing? Why are you doing this to me, Pokemon? Why are you doing this, girl? I'm trying to play this game in public on an airplane. <laughs> But you're I can't when you're up. when you're putting pokeballs out, pulling them out of your titties, like you can't yeah. be doing that. Getting these, getting these. Uh, I don't know how that swimmer makes a goatee attractive, but he does. Yeah, yeah, it's that fucky anime face. Uh, it must be because the white boy <laughs> goatee is like one of the worst things. Yeah, 
Oh uh, man, That's but he done bad. did it. So uh, they they <laughs> um, done did it. What else are you playing? What else are you I, doing? I have to finish Doom, and then I have to go back to Final Fantasy 15 because I want to finish it. Please and I'm finish nowhere that near. game. Please I'm finish like, that game. I'm like I'm nowhere near done with it. I I, I guarantee I have like. 50 hours left. <laughs> I want you to finish that game because I want to have another conversation about Final Fantasy 15 with you once you've beaten it. Because I have a lot of feelings about that game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have a I, lot I of opinions sure. about it. <laughs> I'm going to finish it. Once I finish Doom, which should be like in the next couple of days, I'm yeah. sure, uh, yeah. it'll probably mm-hmm. be the next thing that I start playing. But yeah. I, I'm, it's like upsetting because I was excited about Horizon Zero Dawn and then it came out and it's getting insane reviews. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone is saying that it's amazing, so I'm like, I want to buy that and play it. But I know me too. I can't because Fr- Zelda's Friday, and then Mass Effect is a couple yeah. weeks after that, and then Near. I think Near Automata came out Friday, and it came out in Japan. It's not out in the U.S. yet. Oh, okay. When when is it out in the U.S.? Um, I think it's at the end of the month here. Okay, so that's still in the month of March. Um, and then Persona Five is the first week, the first weekend in April. And you know Persona games don't fuck around. They're like 100 hours long. Yeah. yeah uh, so um, I was told that um, game from front to back is 100 hours. Like, Ugh, fuck, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm like, I know. Well, that's like Resident Evil, I think, maybe yeah. took 12 hours. And I was like, bless it. Bless this game made for a, yeah. a person who has things that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm just like... And Zelda looks like it's going to be massive, too. Zelda looks like it's huge. Um, so I spent my 25-minute time with the demo, like, literally, like, baking apples and, like, walking around. <laughs> cool. That's great. <laughs> like, like, I was on my way to, like, to, like, an actual objective, and I was like, thanks for playing. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and so just from there, I'm like, man, I'm going to be, I'm going to put in, like, 200 hours into this fucking game. Like, just making, like, baking shit and making food and... F- fuck. And I, just... I, and I had so much fun doing... <laughs> it's gonna be so good! <laughs> I can't I just, wait! I just pulled up my Best Buy order thing, and I'm seeing that, like, Zelda and my Switch are preparing for shipment. I'm just like, oh, God. It's preparing for Boner City. Oh, my God. Like, two two. Got all aboard, all aboard the fucking Dong Express. To- <laughs> so, um, so speaking of that, um, speaking of the Nintendo Switch launch, but okay, also I was top- really curious what we were speaking of for a second. And on and on top of that, so um, you and I are both attending Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, that's which, true. Which that's is going to be thing. amazing. But the only bad part about it is that it's also, like, the convention, the, fr- the Friday of the convention is Switch launch day. Yeah, we played ourselves, is what we did. We fucked up, we fucked up, Ruben. We fucked up. We fucked up. Listen, DJ, I, I think, as much as I want to play Zelda in Switch games, it'll be nice to see you again, and our, our friendship is... I can't do this. I just want to be home <laughs> and play Zelda. I just want to be home and play Zelda. I thought I, thought I could have been an adult for a second, but nope. <laughs> Well, I could be a good person. No. So yeah, like my my fortunately my roommate will be home launch day. I'm like, you don't get to leave the fucking house until my Nintendo Switch systems, both of them, arrive and you put them in my fucking room and I will play them when I get back on Monday. If they are not there, I will kill you. <laughs> Except that I won't actually kill him. But um Yeah, so um we played ourselves 
And I have a couple friends that live in the Seattle area. They're like, I'm just going to bring my Nintendo Switch to Emerald City. I'm like, I'm going to take it. I am actually, I've, I keep getting crazy tempted to change my shipping information to, to the hotel. The hotel. But I'm like so terrified it's going to get like D- fucked delayed. Up yeah, 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 yeah. Delayed. And mm-hmm. then I'll be like, great. It's in a hotel that I, I won't be at ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like very, because t- like, oh, then I'll have something to play on the plane ride back. Mm hmm. Um, and also, I tend to just kind of hang out with Erin at her table, mm-hmm. so like I have something to play at her table. Though she'll be really upset if I'm playing Zelda and she's not uh, at her table for sure. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, you uh, gotta come by and see me, though. Come by and say hi to me. Yeah, I'll hang out at your table and just ignore you and play Zelda. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm very good <laughs> in social situations. <laughs> um. Oh my god, we we fu- we fucked up, man. Yeah, we, we fucked yeah, we up. It's just, well, it'll be fun to hang out, if nothing else. Yeah, if nothing else, it'll be good to see your face again. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound too enthusiastic about that. I'm not going to. I'm missing out on the Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so, speaking of Emerald City, um, where will you be like what's uh what's the table what's aaron's table number where, where can I she think, people I find think her i think it's p10 i think you're literally right behind us actually really yes i'm gonna did she put her table location on her on her twitter handle yeah she did i'm actually looking it up right now yeah can you look at that because i think yeah yeah uh, p10 and i'm p2 we're like i'm gonna like just like like try to reach towards you and just like touch you and be like hey you're like right here <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna ignore everyone that's at that p area <laughs> 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 they'll just be be sick of us uh, i know having a good time together they're like dj and ruben are so fucking weird like what are they yeah. doing get these loud fucky boys out of here <laughs> we'll get kicked out we'll be like what do we do you guys are being too fucky too fucky um, this is this is a family show you can't be doing all this fucky yeah, shit did you, here did you read did you read the contract I didn't actually. It's like, no, it's, I didn't. I didn't it know. says here in Article Five, Section B, can't be too fucky at this. Yeah. Can't be fucky. Can't be too fucky. Yeah, gotta gotta. The fucky police will come. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't know why. The moment you said fucky police, it made me think of the fucking um, uh, fucking Yoshi's Island. Uh, the yeah. things that come after you when you like lose the baby, yeah. the child protective services, but it's yeah, just yeah, them yeah. taking you away. Those birds taking you away from being too fucky. <laughs> like, sorry, you got to get away from this Yoshi. You being yeah, too, fucky. too fucky, too fucky. You got to go. You got to go, buddy. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, like I'm really excited about the show. I'm excited to see you. Um, Emerald mm-hmm. City is a fantastic convention. I love Seattle. Uh, it's it's going to be a great time. Um, I feel like Emerald City is slowly becoming like the Pacific Northwest version of, like, San Diego Comic-Con, but not nearly as, like, intense and busy. But it's a really, really big show that a lot of um, really big names in, like, comics and all that stuff come to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I gla- and I like that it's still kind of very much focused on, like, comics. And there is some video game stuff there, but it's not, like, a video game show. It's, it's still primarily, like, a comics and TV kind of focused event, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um... And because last year was my first time going and it and I was super nervous because I'm like, I ha- like I, I know that I do pretty decent at anime conventions, but at like 
comic book conventions, quote unquote. Um, I didn't know like how well my stuff re- would be received, but mm. I think that was also kind of like my perception of what like air quotes comic conventions were like, and that was like kind of what they were like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But like now, there's like there's literally so much crossover between like anime and manga and comic books and television shows and all that stuff. It's, it's coming. It's becoming this big mishmash, especially with things like Steven Universe and uh, Legend of Korra and Airbenders and all that stuff. To where there's it's like this hybrid between East and West and all that stuff. So uh, everything everything in between. And everything on each individual side is pretty much ex- is accepted there, which is awesome. So um, I did way better than I thought that I would, and I think I'm super prepared for this show. And it um, looks like it's going to be pretty dope. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, I've heard it, that as a con. It, yeah, most of my friends that do it, uh, this is one of my first one going, but most of my friends that go say um, that they do really well there. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's so a good show. I, I'm excited for everyone to be like in good spirits and, and making some money. Yeah, people come uh, there and they spend money, which is which is nice because like I feel like specifically at anime conventions, like these are kids and kids don't have money and they don't have any money. They they <laughs> get come out of your kids. like they come here they like they barely have enough money to get like a Saturday pass, let alone a three day pass, and they want to come and see their favorite artists that they follow online, but like they can't buy anything unless it's like a dollar sticker or a button. So yeah, and it's like, like it's sweet yeah. and it's cool to see. Um, people like really dig your stuff especially yeah, like, young people because abso- then absolutely. it's like oh cool like you know i'm probably like it's it's like inspirational for them that's cool mm-hmm. um but like i gotta eat i gotta buy my fucky jrpgs <laughs> yeah i gotta buy my fucky jrpgs man <laughs> like i gotta feed the feed the addiction somehow mm-hmm. but uh emerald, emerald is a really good show and i'm really looking forward to it um and i'm excited to see you and aaron it's gonna be a lot mm-hmm. of fun we're gonna do, be stupid and be weird and and hang out um get some the, karaoke get some sing some carly ray jepson get yeah, crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, there is um there is a uh, a hotel that's connected to the convention center the sheraton i believe it's what it is mm-hmm. and the the sheraton hotel bar is like where people go and, okay. and get and get lit so oh, you know the moment I land, I'm gonna be buying like a bottle of tequila for my room though too. Oh yeah, I'm going. I'm going to the liquor store and just like just having a bottle with me on hand, ready to go. Like oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not paying these expensive ass like drink prices. No I'm hotel like, bars. Like, I like doing. It. I'll go there for like a drink to yeah. like hang out with people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. This is great. Let's all go back up to the room and get drunk up there instead. Yeah, it's like, it's like you really want to get fucked up. Like, <laughs> you want to stop doing this childish shit? You want you to stop doing this bullshit? Want to have a good, have a real this, good time? This twelve. This sounds very aggressive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not like, just like personality wise, but also sexually. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you want to you want to stop fucking around with these twelve dollar drinks that ain't get you turnt. <laughs> I got the real shit in my room. But like, I think that's kind of like the epitome of our relationship room, where it's like you want to do something fucking weird. You want you want to get weird. <laughs> got a handle of tequila <laughs> up in my room it's like i got this bottle of vodka in my bag and i'm ready to fucking go let's do it yeah <laughs> no, I, I i can't say that i haven't been drunk at a convention oh and then decided to naruto run through the hallways <laughs> <laughs> like, i can't say that i haven't done that more than once oh my so, god if you see if you see someone naruto running drunk through the hallways just be like it's probably me <laughs> Like it's your boy Ruben from Leaf Village, <laughs> fucked up, <laughs> fucked up on that sweet, sweet Leaf Village hooch. Oh my god, it's gonna be a mess, but it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh god, it's gonna be 
Yeah, if so you're like, out in Seattle for ECC, yeah. CCC, too many Cs, yeah. uh, say what's up. Say hi. Say hi yeah, c- yeah, come say what's up. We'll be there we're like running around. Uh, we'll be at our respective tables being weird as fuck and having a good old time <laughs> and uh, talking about fucky, fucky anime characters and fucky everything else. And, you know, just... <laughs> Just being, you know, just being a bunch of goobers and straight up fucky Barnes. Yeah, it, really. <laughs> That's gotta and, be a fanfic. That's they have to use that name somewhere, right? Yeah, fucky Barnes has to be. Has to be a thing. Yeah, fucky Barnes. Ca- has to be Captain America and fucky Barnes. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be so good. And uh, we're gonna like record a show up there too, so it'll be. It'll be fun. We'll have some some comics peeps up there with us too. We'll probably be talking about more fucky stuff too because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and we're gonna uh, do a live. We're gonna do a, a ECCC edition Joyce yeah. Jockeys too. Yeah, it's gonna record. be it's gonna be it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be really really good. And probably um, drunk. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, probably more. Yeah, likely more likely than not, it's gonna be a totally like inebriated uh, episode. And I I welcome this. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be good. I embrace it. I embrace. A challenge. Me too. <laughs> a challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do it. Um, yeah, was there anything else that was on uh, on the docket that you wanted to bring to the table today? Nah. <laughs> you okay? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. He's like, no, no. I have nothing else to contribute. Nothing mm-hmm. else to say. Um, but yeah, so we will be at Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. So when this episode is live, we'll both be in route to Seattle. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there so early. My flight is so early on Wednesday. When are you getting in? What time? I think I think I get to Seattle like nine o'clock Seattle time. Jesus Christ on a cracker. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I will be there Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'll be there Wednesday afternoon. I'm staying with my friend Nigel that first night, and then. Thursday morning, I'll be checking into my hotel, and then, then it's fucking go time. Nice. So we're gonna we're gonna make that happen. But uh, uh, where can they find you on uh, the social medias? Where, where can they find you, buddy? Oh uh, yeah, uh, at Rubots R O O B O T S on Twitter. Uh, it's the best place to get me. You can also, if you're like really adamant, you can probably find me on Facebook too. If you want to be weird about it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, get me on Twitter. Get all those good old uh, anime video game hot takes. Yeah, and you can find me at oh hey DJ. That's O H H E Y D J on Twitter. And uh, yeah, if you want to hear me talk about um, how fucked up our world is right now, but we're still gonna have fun and talk about fucky anime boys and and RuPaul's Drag Race is about to start back up soon, so there's gonna be a lot of tweets about that. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, it's a good time. Hit me up online; it'll be cute. We'll we'll talk. Um, and then if you ever want to right into the show if you ever have a question for us that you want us to answer on the show um you can hit us up at the joystick jockeys at gmail.com or just tweet at us like whenever you want to and we'll uh put that on the docket and we will uh answer your questions and yeah no question is too fucky no (laughs) (laughs) no question it's too weird or too fucky just go for it i feel like we just really screwed ourselves yeah we did Oh, well. Whoops. <laughs> but okay, um, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we will see you, some of you, at Emerald City. And then we will see the rest of you in a future episode next week. All right. 
Alright, bye! Hey listeners, just a few more things before you go. If you like what you heard, consider subscribing to the podcast. And if you want, leave us a review on iTunes. Your feedback means a lot to us. We're always interested in having new guests on our show and to talk about games, pop culture, comics, and everything else in between. So feel free to email us at thejoystickjockeys at gmail.com, and you could be one of our future guests. Happy gaming, and we'll see you very soon.